0: you're listening to the enoughness revolution a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential i'm your host enoughness coach and women's leadership mentor megan hale join me every monday and thursday as i talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true live brave and become our biggest champion along the way it's time to revolutionize the way you live love work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, lovely leaders. Today I am sharing uh, just such a great conversation. You know, sometimes you meet someone and right off the bat, you just like, Instantly, friends, you feel like you've known each other forever, and this is exactly how I felt speaking to our next guest. But before I introduce you to my brand new friend, I just want to remind everyone that if you have not checked out the Fierce Women Masterclass yet, it is time to head on over there. So right now, one of our co-creators, the lovely Sarah Kaler, is actually leading the accompanying Facebook group called the Fierce Women Leadership Collective through some additional exercises this week to really deepen the work that we're doing in the masterclass. So the Fierce and Masterclass is for women entrepreneurs who are ready to up-level their inner mindset to start shifting massively on the outside and up-level their lives and businesses. You can find out more at Masterclass.com. Come on over and join us because we have a rocking group of women who are joining together and doing some really big things. So I am so excited to introduce you to Joanna Turner, who's originally from Scotland but now living in Sydney, Australia, and is a leading business and success coach, advanced EFT, and master NLP practitioner, and a former chartered accountant. Joanna is a mentor to smart women entrepreneurs who specializes in busting money and visibility blocks. She has coached many women all over the world to gain momentum in their business by helping them create a winning mindset, increase their income, gain confidence, and have the freedom to travel. You can connect with her at missionforbalance.com. I'm going to include a link for that in the show notes, so make sure you check that out. This conversation is powerful, ladies, so I'm so excited to share it with you. Without further ado, Here is Joanna. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution, everyone. I'm so excited to have my next guest with me, Joanna Turner. Joanna, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. So let's start with, um, you know, what interested you about the Enoughness Revolution?
1: Well, I when I started my business, I had no idea that it was also this massive journey in personal development. To be honest, I thought I was a pretty savvy, switched on, independent, strong female, career woman, all of that good stuff. And starting my business threw up stuff that I didn't even know I had. It <laughs> threw up issues I didn't even know were in there. I'd I didn't realize I had a massive self-worth issue. I didn't realize I doubted myself or had all of these feelings come up or that really I had been being somebody my whole life that I really wasn't because I was constantly trying to be who I thought everybody wanted me to be. And um, this whole journey has been about me coming into my own, allowing myself to to do what I love, allowing myself to go on this journey, you know, despite, you know, my parents just being like, don't you just want to continue to be an accountant? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no mom, I don't want to run the company, you know, my dad's like, just run QBE. And I was like, no, I that's just not. I have no interest in doing that whatsoever. Um and I think I had, to be totally honest, always the reason I was an accountant was to to keep my dad happy it was out of some misguided sense of duty responsibility trying to live the life that he didn't get a chance to live Mm -hmm. Um, and I took a huge amount of um, unnecessary responsibility for that I don't know why I thought I had to try and fix everything or be everything for everybody but I I did and um, for a long time, and I thought it was making them proud, and I think they were. I did very well. Luckily, I was quite good at it, even though it wasn't my passion. But funnily enough, I never, ever asked them what would make them proud. Hmm. I did a lot of assuming about what people thought of me, and I assumed what people wanted me to be, and I, I just I never asked. And it's funny, now that I've been doing this and like really walking my talk and despite family stuff and despite all of this i've had more messages and emails from my dad who never messages me or emails me (laughs) um, telling me how proud he is of me Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: and that's huge for me um you know, it's he doesn't quite. I don't think they quite understand it, even though they're on my email list, which makes me cringe all the time. I often, you know, I'm I'm trying to be more vulnerable and trying to share my story when it's useful, and um, you know, I get, you know, I one of the times I went home last year, I was you know five minutes in the car on the way home from the airport, and my mum's going, "Is it true that you were bullied at school, darling?" <laughs> Yes, mum, but it's okay, and it's not your fault, and you know, and she feels horrible, and, and that's not what um, this whole process is about. It's about um, helping other people, and and you know, talking about these things, and and why we've, why we've never felt like we're quite enough, or didn't fit in, or um, all of those things. So when I saw this, when I saw your topic, it really resonated because. My journey has been, for me, I wasn't making a lot of money in my business at the beginning, like a couple of grand in the first three months, uh, six months rather, mm-hmm. not quite paying the bills or my rent. And I didn't realize that the big driving factor behind that was not feeling enough and not valuing myself, not being able to charge, feeling like a fraud, all of this stuff that you know we, we have as women. Um, somehow the men seem to get away with it so much more lightly, right? (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's just been, I guess that's what's been underpinning a lot of my work. And I actually started out doing emotional eating work and that's so closely linked. It's the same stuff, right? We're suppressing emotions because we haven't learned how to deal with them. And, you know, all that pain, we're just trying to push it down. And so this whole journey started because I couldn't figure out why I was overweight. And, you know, it's, I'm, you know, and the funny thing is we, the way we do one thing is the way we do all things. Right. So by, by starting to heal that underlying thing, my relationship with food has changed. My, you know, relationship with, um, with men have changed. Mm My ideas about men have changed and my business has transformed. So it's, it's just such an important topic. And I think um, until we talk about it and start to heal it, then I really think people are gonna struggle in their business and moving it forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, wow. You you shared so many big topics in your, (laughs) your story. I'm so grateful for you for sharing it because I don't think I've had anyone quite articulate it just like that. And I think so many of us can relate. Because I think all of us, we want to make our parents proud. And I also think a lot of us assume what's the path that's going to get us there, and we don't ever ask. We take on all of these assumptions about who we think we need to be and what we think we need to do in the world in order to, to reach that for them. And sometimes I feel like we can work so hard for, for their proud moment that we often don't ask ourselves, but what's going to make me proud? Yeah. And that's a really, really big question to answer right it's
1: huge it's a it's a huge question and I think even now sometimes you know a few years into my business I still have to remind myself what what do I want to do what's going to make me happy and I've you know I've followed I followed mentors and I've taken the advice and I've done the stuff and sometimes it's led me down the wrong path because I wasn't. I didn't trust myself enough, and you know, I was. I once was sort of going down a road, and I was, I was sort of bumping up against my mentor, and somebody just said to me, "Look, you know, they're not God. Do do what makes you feel good." And even I needed that permission, you know, because I had so much respect for them to to go and do my own thing, and and to follow that path. And as soon as you start trusting that and following that, then. Um, really amazing things happen. Just another thought that I wanted to share. I hope you don't mind. But of course. I just realization I've done a lot of Tony Robbins' work and and it links in with what we were talking about about the mm-hmm. trying to do something for everybody else. He talks a lot about having how your life revolves around having one central question that you're constantly asking yourself over and over again. And you know he's like if you're not getting the results you want, ask a better question, change up. And I, it didn't take me very long to realize what my central question was because I asked it so often. And it was, what will they think? Mm. And I used to ask myself that getting dressed in the morning, hanging my washing up. Like I couldn't do anything without wondering what other people would think of me while I was doing it. And and then I'd modify how I was doing it to... to keep the person happy that doesn't care right like yeah. <laughs> constantly i've just been constantly living my life like that and um he with the, with his help and going through that process i've changed my per, my my one question to what's going to make me happier right now which is a completely which totally ties in with what we we're talking about but it's a completely different question and and again I had all my values all mixed up as well because i had helping others above my own health above uh, my own love and friendships, above fun above everything else i had I was in such such a place of servitude
0: mm-hmm. and i guess
1: slash codependence <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that yeah i was i was I was on the verge of burnout because again because it was just so mixed messed up and and to come to that as we start to claim our self worth and we go. Do you know what? I need to put myself first because unless I do that long term, I can't help anybody.
0: That's so true. It's so true. And, you know, it, what's really, really interesting, you know, I've been, I've been doing these interviews for a while now, for probably about six months, and over and over again, I hear a very similar story with women of putting others before themselves to the point of, you know, health crises, to exhaustion, to burnout, to just feeling almost dead inside because mm. they aren't living for themselves. And it oftentimes can take like a huge life shift like that to slap you in the face <laughs> for you to wake up and say, this, I can't keep doing this.
1: Totally, it's, it really is quite confronting actually. Um, mm. And to see what you're willing to sacrifice for others and and to be honest they don't even appreciate it because they don't know that you're doing it for, exactly. for the, in, this, in this misguided way and and running and nobody to be honest one thing i've learned is nobody actually respects that mm-hmm. when you don't have boundaries when you don't respect your own time when you don't um value yourself it's very difficult for others to and i i often say that to clients it's like as soon as you own like especially if you're getting the it's Too expensive. I can't afford it. All all those kind of, you know, um, things coming up on say a discovery call or whatever. Until you fully own your worth, um, you're going to get those questions. Right? They're this beautiful reflection of what's going on in you. As soon as you totally own it and and know that it's well and truly worth that, guess what? The questions go away, and and those objections disappear. And we we give by, by devaluing ourselves and by not, and we don't, we're not doing it consciously, right? It's not like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not worth it, right? <laughs> it's really playing at that subconscious level. Um, and it's that pattern that we've had since we were kids, right? It's not like, um, it's, not, it's not the conversation. It's not what you're actually saying to yourself, right? It's, it's that it is what's going on, but it's not what you're consciously saying to yourself. Right um but once you we give others permission it's a bit like when you judge other people right if you judge your other people it's because you're or if they judge you it's because you're judging yourself mm-hmm. and the only way to stop that is one stopping judging yourself but also stopping other, judging others yeah. and when you stop judging others you don't give them the permission to judge you back mm-hmm. and and it's the same thing with, with the value. When, when you value yourself, you take the permission away from them to devalue.
0: It's been, it's been <laughs> I, that. I love that so much. Oh, <laughs> but I think, you know, it's so wild how powerful permission is. I was just talking about this earlier. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes we can give that permission to ourselves. Other times we need other people to give it to like for us. But the permission piece really allows something new to be okay. And and okay, all that really means is it's safe. That's all it means. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I think for standing in your worth, for many of us, it's like, well, is it really okay? What does it mean for me not to doubt myself? Because our culture is built (laughs) around us doubting ourselves. It really, really is. All of these messages we've received from the time we were like young girls,
1: totally totally um and it is and it's and we're set up for it and and people expect it and then there's this whole thing of like well if I stand up in my true power like how will other people react to that and I don't know if if you get this I know um but sometimes I've I've been away from Scotland for nearly 13 years and every time I go home I like kind of regress a little bit Mm -hmm. um and I turn back into that you know, I moved out at 16 and I kind of regress into that. My mum's like, oh, I just picked your washing up off the floor. I presumed it was this bundle, you know, (laughs) or I didn't, I can't sleep until you're home tonight. Make, you know, make sure you tell me when you're, you know, on your way home or whatever. And um, so I'm like back to being like a kid again. And so especially, you know, there's a lot of family stuff come up for people you know when they're you know when they are stepping into being a leader a business owner a thought leader but then it's like how will my family react when I when I go back and I just had a, a client who lives here in Australia from the UK as well and she was home for five weeks and and she was really pulled back down into that place because you know she's done so much growing and she's this other person but when she's out you know when she was at home she totally regressed as well and I could so identify with it because you know they don't get it they don't see the growth behind the scenes they don't see all that stuff and um it can be quite confronting for them to accept it or for you to really continue to stand in that power even when you go home and I think I'm getting a little bit better every time but it's uh yeah, it's, it's interesting. Or the, or the other one is, is outshining your siblings. So mm-hmm. not only how they'll react, but I have a client and she was like, well, I could never earn more money than my big brothers. And I was like, why not? What kind of rules is that you have there? <laughs>
0: yes. but, you right? know, I think it's so important to highlight like, how powerful the family system is. I've, I've had that same experience and I'll tell you where it really comes up. And I've had to learn how to set some really firm boundaries with this. It's with the money. Because mm-hmm. my money story is totally related to my parents' money story. Mm-hmm. And so when I go home and I talk about, like, my financial goals or even the income that I'm making, like, the way that they view that or the way they respond to it, it has that tendency to pull me back of, like, I guess this isn't okay. And so I've really had to work on, like, <laughs> protecting that space. Yeah. Because it will pull me back into that old story so easily.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, one thing I've learned and I I've I've written a little bit about this because every time we go home it's a little bit different. And to be honest, when I first started all this, I there was a there was some ego involved. I won't but I want. I felt like I'd discovered the secret to eternal joy and happiness, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> i have all the answers and i will fix you and i will you know like anyway i was i was it, it was not pretty i was it was a little bit um preachy i guess with it right so mm-hmm. again coming from that place of this is making me happy this is helping me um I I feel like I've discovered this big secret and I wanted to help and fix everybody. So I went and then I was like, hang on a second. I wasn't, it wasn't being very well received (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they didn't think they were broken or needed fixing. And, and that was, and I realized, you know, I'm sort of stepping into this, this place and, you know, but I was judging them for, for not wanting what I wanted or for not being on this journey for not wanting to, you know, step out and live this other life and mm-hmm. what I had to come to terms with was this is my thing, it's my journey you know if somebody had told me this a couple of years ago, five years ago I'd have been like you are off your head I remember um, I saw an astrologer like six years ago and he was like you're going to be like the, the earth mother leader of this big organization and you'll be famous in your field and you'll do this and you'll do that and I was like mate I'm an accountant What <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> so, you know, and I was like, like just blown away. And then, you know, I sort of had. I was like, oh, hang on. I went through an old notebook, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like kind of doing that. Um, but it, I, I did. I couldn't hear it then. I, I wasn't there. Right. And I think that everyone's on their own journey. And and I wanted to fix my parents' money story, right? But it's mm-hmm. it's not my. Um, it's not my place to do it we have to stay in our own lane in our own story and and i and i've tried to fix it a bunch of times i've tried to give them money that doesn't work because they're still in their pattern right i've given them a lot of money trying to fix it misguidedly right very expensive yeah. lesson and the more i've i've come to sort of terms with it is i might if i try and fix it for them i'm taking away their journey and their lesson and their soul path like if if I just stay on mine, I grow, I change. Instead of trying to ram it down anyone's throat, I tried to push my sister into it. I'm like, oh my God, you'd be amazing. She's starting an online business. you know. And she's like, I'm happy doing my thing. And you know, yeah. she's like, getting into it now, but no amount of me trying to push her in that direction was was going to help. And, and then I also judged, you know, this is terrible, right? I was judging my friends. I'm like, oh, well, they can't talk to me about conversion rates and opt-ins and you know these ads and you know these bigger questions and all this personal development stuff and so I judge them for not you know living this other life too and I was like hang on a second maybe I'm the crazy one here (laughs) and and maybe it's okay that I don't talk about that with them and you know and so I've sort of come full circle of of being and I went home and I, I was talking to some friends and they're a, a lawyer and an actuary right like super um very smart very well qualified and they're like what is it you're doing and then I said oh I've been doing a lot of Tony Robbins work this year who's that <laughs> like, oh we can't even have this conversation so <laughs> I, and I think as well, or like my aunt and uncle would be like, Oh, and how's it going? Your mum tells me it's going really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. It's great. Like, how are you? Mm-hmm. you know, and I think we, and you know, you shared your going home and talk about your money goals and, and maybe it's just, maybe you just protect that and and you don't have to talk about that with your parents I had my dad on the phone the other day he's like so you must have earned a million dollars by now like you must have so much money and he was kind of goading me and I was like dad I'm not quite a million dollars yet oh for god's sake I can't believe it like blah 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 and I was like all right I'm working on it but man (laughs) you know he's just like he knows where to um I guess trigger you right so I think it's I'm getting a lot better at handling it now they don't you know in the past I've you know like you know lashed out or pushed back and and now I'm just like yeah no I'm not there yet or that's not quite how it's working you know whatever that thing is um I'm just I'm just staying in my own place and yeah and and being more interested in them as opposed to try and get them to understand my stuff yeah a whole different mindset shift and to be okay and it's it's kind of humbling to just be like actually we don't need to talk about my stuff um yeah it's important to me but i don't need to bang on about it (laughs) well
0: no but i think i mean what you're really touching on is there's a couple of different ways of setting boundaries you know like we can be really assertive of saying we don't need to talk about it or we can be kind of more in this like active role of like living into this, this new boundary where we're really just focused on what we're doing and we protect that. Mm, you know, and I think that we, you finesse that <laughs> over time, the more and more you have availability to practice it. And you'll try yeah. certain things and see how that goes, and you'll try something else and see how that goes. Or sometimes these opportunities really give you um, a chance to dig a little bit deeper. Mm. I was saying, I thought for sure I had moved past that. And here it is again. So this is interesting.
1: <laughs> right. I love it. One of my mentors, she had this, she made this beautiful saying, she said, if you think you've sorted out all your stuff, go home for the holidays and yeah. see what <laughs> I love it and and then you'll then you'll know you still have some work to do right like yes.
0: <laughs> yes no but it's so true because like i think you know our families offer so many opportunities for us to be you know retriggered or reexperience something on a different level from a different perspective and sometimes it's not all bad sometimes you go home and you really realize like wow i have done so much work that that doesn't even bother me anymore and that's mm. a really great reflection tool for you as well Totally. Yes. So I would love to dig in with you because I know that you talk about, you know, how to help other women become more visible and to charge more. And I know just from what I do, that enoughness is such a key component to all of this. So I would be intrigued to know like a little bit more about your process or some tips that you would give women who are ready. They have a message. They have a mission, but they're just like, is anybody going to pay me for that? Can I really charge that much? What are other people going to think if I put myself out there? I know you hear mm-hmm. that stuff all the time.
1: <laughs> all the time. Um, but that's okay. So I, I, this is what I, I love doing. And it's just the most, I get such a buzz out of it, right? Because I was, you know, I really struggled with all this myself, right? I I think I've we had, all do.
0: <laughs>
1: and I, well, for me, it was about my weight, right? Like I, have it's massive fluctuations over my entire adult life since I was sort of you know 16 when I moved out of home it started going crazy and this my whole the reason I even stumbled across all this was in the first place was me trying to figure out why I'm fat right Mm -hmm. and like trying to fix it um which got me into natural health in, in the first place and then it's all just flowed from there but um what am I trying to say so the visibility piece for me was, you know, when I was in that stage, when I was bigger, I was always hiding at the back of photos. I'd never seen myself in a video until um, the end of 2014, where I was literally forced to speak on stage and have be filmed. And the very first time I got on stage, I cried. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to share my story and I wasn't over it and the the coach at the time just said, "Hey, the stage is not the place for a therapy session." And I was like, mm. Mm. it was confronting for me, but I realized that you know I still had a lot to heal and a lot to to let go of, and you know that I think the important thing is when you are being visible and sharing your story is that it comes from you don't need to share what you're going through right now. I think it's so much more powerful to share." The stuff you've healed but more importantly when there's a lesson and and when you've learned something and then it's it's on value to other people so I think I think that's when we're being visible I think a lot of people think oh I have to tell everybody everything I have to share all my dirty laundry I have to do you know I have to film you know uh everything or I have to be in my gym gear or I have to show up with no makeup on or be in the bathroom and film myself <laughs> so, like to show people who i really am and you know i'm i just think we don't have to do that if it doesn't make you comfortable right show up in whatever way makes you comfortable right if it's just with a couple of nice professional pictures that's okay too so i think it's about you know baby steps but behind all of this stuff money blocks visibility blocks um all of these pieces how to charge Everything and clarity. So I'll get a lot of people that don't don't have clarity on something. If I just had clarity, then I'd do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they're procrastinating, self-sabotaging that way. And behind everything is fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it boils down to in some capacity or another. So sometimes with the visibility stuff, it's about go, being really, really honest with yourself, maybe journal about it. Or work with with somebody professionally on it, and it's it's interesting. It's like okay, well, sometimes I ask. I mean, a lot of the time it comes back to a childhood issue when you were seen, judged, told to be quiet. Something happened. Quite often with women, you know, it's it's been you know abuse or some something terrible, you know. So it's not safe to be seen. Okay, so there's there's these different different layers of it but it doesn't mean you don't have to have gone through a trauma to fear being seen either so so it can come it comes quite often and it's like well what happens if you are what happens if you do put yourself out there what happens well they might judge me who who specifically how is that going to play out and 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 sometimes it's like well if I put myself out there then I might actually get some clients and I'm like well then what might happen and then (laughs) well then I'd actually have to work with them then I might find I'm actually not good enough at this they might find out I'm a fraud or if I put myself out there and attract clients then I'm actually going to have a sales conversation I'm actually going to have to tell them what I charge I'm scared about that so or it might be about shining too bright um about you know what will they think who am I to do this all of this stuff comes up and it's different for everybody. I had one girl, you know, she came and she said, look, I, I need to make $20,000 this week. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, what would happen if you, what, what, or I said, what has to happen for you to make that money?
0: Right?
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, what are you selling? What are the, what are the ways you could make that money? And she was like, well, you know, didn't really have package and I'm like, okay, so 20,000 without, (laughs) let's let's put some, sometimes it's about mindset and sometimes it's just about getting some smarts on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I said, I said, what, what would happen, what would have to happen for you to make that money? Well, I'd have to put myself out there. Then what has to happen? And she'd say, okay, well, to do that, I have to be really visible. And I'm like, okay, and what would you be I'd have to speak my truth. Um, what might happen and it, it boiled down to her family would see what she was really all about they would judge her they might not be able to accept it and ultimately she was potentially going to lose because she has such a strong truth and viewpoint which is so different from her traditional upbringing that she was worried she was going to lose her family mm. so I mean that's huge and I was like well what's the point of making all that money if you're gonna lose your family and be alone like it's a it's, it's a bit pointless right because money isn't all um money's only after you've had your basic needs met it's only 10 percent of your happiness right 40 mm-hmm. percent comes from community and family and and all of those things so that is is four times as important as the money right so but we don't always think of it that way so so it's, we, we we unpacked it right and so now she's yeah. making some decent money because in reality, that's just fear. She wasn't actually going to lose her family. Yeah. it'll be fine. They'll, you know, they'll, they'll work it out. I had another client was really struggling to be to put herself out there. She's she's starting a social media company. I'm like, y- you need yeah. to like <laughs> be doing the stuff and walking your talk. And she's always been behind the scenes, making millions of dollars for you know big ad agencies and um, yeah. a, a giant like sort of magazine online magazine thing so she'd been making a ton of money in that space highly skilled one she was kind of doubting her skills i'm like are you kidding me they've just offered you this massive bonus yeah um, but for her really interesting we did a a sort of time a timeline regression um and it all came back to one moment in her childhood she was five years old she was going to her first sleepover and it was time to go to bed so all the girls um we having they had to put their pajamas on, right? So she just stripped off and put her pajamas on. Everybody else was sort of hiding and and, and not just, you know, taking their pants off and putting their pajamas on, right? Or you'd call them your knickers, right? Whatever. And <laughs> and and they were like, Ooh, we just saw so and so's, you know, bottom and blah 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 and, and she was really and then they went into school on the Monday morning and told everybody that she'd been, you know, parading around, you know naked or whatever and she was so mortified as a five-year-old that she's done everything in her power subconsciously ever since to avoid humiliation and that includes playing small not not standing out not being seen not you know avoiding being hurt like that again and it was those closest to her that made her feel like that
0: you know what like blows my mind about all this is that oftentimes And I see this over and over again in in my own personal work, as well as my work with my clients. So when I'm really unpacking a story, Mm. it comes down to this event that you don't even really draw the, you don't connect the dots. Oh, no. And then sometimes this event will come up and be like, why is that such a big deal? It's not a big deal to me now, but it was a big deal to me then. And that's, that's what matters.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right, and because all your values and beliefs—you you know this—but just for are, are set by the time you're seven years old. Mm. So I'm always in all of my work. I'm like, what age are you? I don't need to know the details, right? I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, but I don't need to know the details. As long as we go back to before you were seven, I'm happy that we probably got to the the root cause. Yeah. Sometimes it's past life, sometimes it's generational, sometimes mm-hmm. it's in the room. Um, and, you know we we are such sensitive beings, especially as kids were so switched on and connected. we kind of, as adults, it starts to shut down, right? <laughs> because, yeah. it, but you know, we're sensitive to the energies and, you know, or you had a difficult birth or something happened, right? Um, you know, I know I had a difficult birth and then I was, I was pulled. So they rushed me away from my mum, you know, for, I don't know how many hours Um And even that kind of thing can have a profound effect on someone's feeling abandonment or Mm -hmm. rejected or unloved, or you know. And it can be so simple, and you can be so loved, but you've taken on this thing, and it's and it doesn't always come from this trauma place, um, like that you're aware of or that you even remember. You know, she's not going to rock up like. So I've not been posting and putting myself out there because of this thing happened. Yeah. Right. I know. It's just, it's just not how people show up to a conversation, right? No, not at all. Um, or I think maybe I was, you know, in the womb and my mom was going through this thing, right? It's,
0: yeah, it's um, not our first thought. It, it's our not first thought is around. actually that there must be something wrong with me. Totally. What so am or I, I'm not enough. <laughs> right.
1: And so by going back, just, you know, and it's not, it doesn't have to be, you know, a big deal or hugely traumatic. We just go back, fix it. You get the root of the problem, figure out where it started, fix it, and then clear out all of the stuff that we've created from that original belief, right? Yes. So we're such powerful creators, we create a reality. And, and you know, the same thing is going to show up time and time again. I had speaking to somebody the other day, and she'd been robbed over and over. Like, mm. it's because she's now expecting it, you know? Mm. So she's then creating that happening again and again. And she wasn't then... Um, like embezzled like there was some something going on but you know then it's like well then she's now like well why should I make more money because I'm just gonna have it taken away from me mm. um, so we all we're all playing different stories yes. and it's and they're just not we don't need to but the other thing is I think some women especially if they haven't gone through a or perceived. I had a happy childhood, right? Yeah, two parents were awesome, me too. They were, you
0: know,
1: <laughs> and I'm, and I sometimes I'm like, it was almost like I also needed permission to look at this stuff. Yeah. Because I'm like, I am privileged. I had, I never missed a meal. You know, I, I was very well looked after. I went to a great school. My parents did everything they could for me. Um, who am I to even question this stuff who am I to have, to have a problem with this and I think as a kid I even knew that you know my parents were working hard they were doing their best for me I didn't have a right to complain or to feel that you know I, I wasn't I couldn't question it that's, that's, the so get... that's
0: the most important that's the most important I don't feel like it's okay for me to question or for me to feel this way and as, yeah. as long as there's no permission for us to feel the way that we feel, we're denying that that part of ourselves that did feel that way, regardless if it was okay or not. And she's mm-hmm. the part of us that definitely needs that space to work through it, so she can release it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's
1: and it's part. And I've been doing I've consistently, you know, for the last couple of years. I I do this work all the time and I'm still letting stuff go and and I think it's going to be like a lifelong journey I don't know what it's going to be like my sister was like are you still not over that and I was like clearly not I thought I was but (laughs) I just bawled my eyes out for an hour with my you know energy my coach like clearly I wasn't over it um but you know and I think the other thing is you know and there's this beautiful quote that we can only take our clients as deep as we've gone ourselves, mm-hmm. and I love that you do this work and you'll always be doing it because so will I. Yeah. And and I've been going really deep and really looking at this stuff, and it's and it's confronting, and it's like it's like you don't want to see that dark side or the shadow or admit that you had those feelings or, but we have to lead the we way we have to go there and and deal with this stuff and, and but ultimately even if it's a little uncomfortable we it means you don't have to hold on to it for, for any longer right even you right. want to look at it and be like okay i'm done with that now but if you continue to suppress it, it that's what actually makes you sick it's mm-hmm. what what um causes illness and you know i've been un, I'm, I've been unraveling all the stuff in my body and going. I can't keep this anymore. I've got to, and it's about for me. It's also been a journey of healing, healing my body and myself. And oh, yeah. um, I think it's it's constant. And then even if we've let all that stuff go, then it's then it's those. Who who else do I have to become? How can I, you know, and, and replace? And then asking those other questions about the growth because I think. That's the other thing. People just focus on the clearing, the clearing, the, the letting go, the letting go, the letting go. And they're like, I've done all that. Why am I still not making money? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, well, we, there needs to be, you know, another side of it. We need to then add new beliefs. We need to build yes. up those next things. And, and okay, you've cleared the past, but what are the barriers now that are stopping you from that up level? Like how yeah. can you... S- shift past those expectations and 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 move you into that bigger bigger space so I think it's it's a combination of there's so much to it but I feel like
0: like I feel like I've met you before <laughs> because I could talk to you for this whole day. Like, like it's just so similar. Like your life story, like my, some of my experiences, some of the just insights and awarenesses. I just I love it, and I think it's phenomenal. And you're so right. Like we have to. There's one phase of it. The healing is just one part. It's actually like the embodiment piece of what you're ready to step into is the next piece and that's what what i was missing for a very long time i didn't understand why i wasn't moving forward until i was ready to step into something new like what does it look like what is what do what kind of actions do i take when i believe this about myself how do i talk to myself when i believe this about myself that <laughs> that is very very powerful but you can't really get there I, in my opinion, unless you do the healing work, because the healing work is going to prevent something tr- new from being true. Yeah. So you really have to create a space for something new to be true, then you can step into it.
1: Yeah, it's like decluttering your closet, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like just making making space for the new good stuff to come in, and and I think it's a missing a missing piece that, that people aren't talking about quite as much or or they're trying to skip the first bit and they're trying to just be that person but they're not dealing with their crap. And as much as it can get you some short term results, long term, you
0: can't really get away with it. I I love <laughs> that. And as I as really, really like the metaphor of decluttering your closet because to me it's like after you do that, it's time to go shopping. And that's the fun part. Exactly. <laughs> that's the fun part, right? And although it gets it's like, so
1: satisfying, when I, mean, I get like oh addicted. Like when I'm in like one of those phases, I'm like, oh, those shoes, and I'm I just like, like chucking it out and sending loads, yes. and, it, and it gets addictive. And I think personal development's the same thing. It's like I'm like, come on, what else is there? Yeah. I'm up for it. Like, let's do this, you know? Because <laughs> I know how important it is. I'm like, like I'm going to, I'm going to see an energy healer today, right? Like, I do this, you know. I went to kinesiologist last week, like you know, I've got a coach, I've got a couple of coaches, actually, I have a mindset coach, I have a business coach, like, yeah, like, I'm hitting this from all angles, yeah. all the
0: time. And I think that it's fun. I mean, for me, it's fun. And I think yeah. that the, there came a turning point where it became fun. And I think, for me, it's when I learned to embrace vulnerability, mm. and learned to like, feel my feelings. And it's like, for me, it was so scary at first. But then once I started becoming more comfortable in the discomfort, yeah, It wasn't something that I avoided. I'm like, oh, now I'm curious. I'm curious what I need to feel because I'm curious what space this is going to open up for me. Mm-hmm. And so every single time there's like a new layer or a new story coming up, I'm like, it's it's exciting. Even though sometimes I know the feelings associated with it are not going to feel so great. Yeah. I know what's on the other side now. And yes. that makes it so worth it.
1: Totally. And, and I think we also forget you know, this stuff, I sometimes talk about blocks being like a giant, um, uh, like twister almost. Mm-hmm. So it's tight at the bottom and it's sort of this big funnel that goes up, um, tall. So when you're at the bottom of this funnel, and so this is the funnel is holding your money, right? Yeah. So the bottom, you have less money. And so the beliefs and all the stuff come around really quickly, right? It's like it's showing up, showing up, showing up. And what happens is you expand and have, be able to hold more money. the belief the patterns they keep still coming around but the thing is they take a bit longer and they kind of slow down a little bit mm-hmm. um and you can i think this the important thing is that we're never going to just wake up and be like oh i have zero fear right <laughs> um, and it, and it's and but we we get smarter we see it coming faster we're like oh it's this thing again what am, what am I still supposed to learn here? And I think when, when you get into that mindset and, you know, I'm, you know I still go through stuff and, and up-leveling is messy, right? Oh, it gets yeah, a oh, messy. I know. Um, and I'm like, what am I supposed to learn here? What did I miss the first time, right? <laughs> um, I'm willing to get the lesson, I promise. <laughs> Just tell me what the lesson is. I'm, I'm happy to get it. Um, you know, so I think it's not, unfortunately, like you do it once and then it goes away. Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah, it's just, it's I'm, just I'm a curious thing. actually doing it because, um, I've noticed for me, I used to judge fear
1: and self doubt mm.
0: when it would come up and I made it bad. So, and I really tried to say like, I'm not going to be enough until this fear and self doubt is gone, mm-hmm. which is impossible. right? Totally impossible. (laughs) So setting myself up for failure. And what I've noticed from like doing this work is like fear, like it doesn't necessarily feel good, but I no longer judge myself when it shows up. And that Mm. has drastically changed the way that I relate to it. And I I experience it. I love that.
1: So a couple of things about fear. I think fear, funnily enough. So there's this thing, it's like, it actually has the same physiological symptoms as excitement,
0: Mm. right?
1: That, like, you get the tingle and the tenseness and, like, the butterflies in your tummy and it's it's actually, there were two there's a sort of metaphor about sort of two rock stars about to go on stage one is, like, being like, oh my god I'm so nervous and throwing up and, and they're like, well, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, I have this tension and my tummy's doing this. And the other guy's like, I'm so excited. And they're like, how do you feel? And he's like, oh, my tummy's doing this. And I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> right? I think I'm going to puke, right? But it's like, it's the, it's the meaning sometimes that we give it. Yes. Right? Um, and, and what we attach to it. So, you know, if we can sort of turn that around, but also the fear means you're pushing a boundary. You're mm-hmm. stepping out of your comfort zone and, you know, nothing good ever happened no like no growth happens in your comfort zone right right <laughs> so unless things are a little bit scary and you're stretching yourself and um then then the growth isn't going to happen so i think the fear is just a thing you're growing right yeah. like it's like okay this is this is a new thing this is this is the next level this is what this looks like um you know and i and i think sometimes what i do is i'm scared about something but i want to do it like i an event or um, a program, right? Um, I had so much resistance to my first six-month group program, like months of resistance, and my Mm. launch manager was like, you still not done that, I'm like, no, no, I'm working on it, working on it. (laughs) I was not working on anything because I was so scared. (laughs) But if once I got over whatever that resistance was, it really helped. But also one of the things I love, you know, and if you're still working through this stuff, I throw it out there. I make it public. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this program. And it's accountability, right? Mm-hmm. Massive public accountability. Yes. Right? So I'm doing, I have a live event in August and it's like a big, big deal for me. And I'm like, I'm just going to promise this and, um, and have people you know <laughs> like commit because it's got to happen right yeah so sometimes that is is one of the best things to help you step into it because I agree. as soon as you're accountable to somebody else and th- then it stops being about yourself then then that's the key and I think all of this right if we're ever in that space it's like it's not even about you yeah you can help you can help and, and when we flip that question, it's like, how can I step up? How can I serve more? How can I add more value? Why are we even doing this in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. If we just wanted to make money, we would not be coaches. Exactly. Right? some people, you couldn't pay them enough money to sit and listen to people's problems all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's, it's not really about us, right? We're, you know, we're here for this bigger purpose and we've been called into this work for whatever reason. And if you are here for any other reason, you should probably get back out again because it's not going to work long-term. Yeah. Um, and uh, that can, can be really helpful, I think. And, you know, somebody, I heard the, a lovely phrase the other day that sales is just service, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually our responsibility to get really good at it because that one conversation you have with somebody is potentially your opportunity to change their lives.
0: Yeah. And if
1: you truly can help them, then it's our responsibility to get out of our own way and, and figure out how to get them out of their own way as well. Yeah. Um, and there was this, cause I'm, I'm doing a little bit of work around this at the moment because I was like, you know, I feel like that's an area that, you know, I haven't quite mastered yet. And um, there was this other, and she was just saying, objections are just fear dressed up and um and it's been it's been interesting learning a little bit more about this stuff and and then passing it on and doing it in a really nice you know genuine way and and just and sometimes it's saying stuff that nobody else will
0: yeah yeah and I also think I mean getting out of your own way is huge Mm. really really huge and you actually I mean you have to be able to do that if you're going to be in business or it's not going to work right it really is not going to (laughs) work Cause there was a point, I mean,
1: I've, I've been through all of that. I think the, the whole point of me having been through the struggles in my business was, was I get it. Like I've experienced all of this stuff.
0: Yes. I get <laughs>
1: yeah. it. Um, I remember you'll again. probably
0: experience it again when you like up your rates again or. Yeah. When I'm
1: like, oh, <laughs> yeah, this thing again. Right. Um, and like one, I remember I was like, wishing i had more time like we're powerful creators i was like i really don't have time for these discovery calls within 10 minutes three people cancelled on me calls because i was not There's available some time for you i get all this time and i'm like damn it that's not quite. What I meant. <laughs> I was like, watch my language watch your language jojo watch your language right? <laughs> and then you know i was going through you know some of this emotional stuff last year and i Personally didn't have the capacity to take on new clients. I was doing discovery calls, but I wasn't I wasn't convincing anybody because I wasn't in a space where I could Could hold the space for someone else. I was just figuring out my own stuff so a lot to be said for you know Doing this work and and what it can then allow in your business and you know I don't I think there's a few unicorns that can get away with it like Mm -hmm. but I I think it's unlikely it's unusual a few blokes can get away with it I think but even you know I, I love following the sort of really successful people and influencers and even if they're selling something else right they don't they're all selling personal development and talking about this stuff and the woo woo and um getting a bit spiritual right mm-hmm. but behind the scenes they're all doing this yes they are so i was at a, a conference at the weekend two-day event and the lady in charge was kind of poo-pooing a bit, a bit of like the money and the wealth consciousness stuff right you know she's just funny but it's not her thing she's like i'm an online marketing strategist right and i'm like fair play you're a smart lady
0: mm-hmm. and
1: sharing how she'd been at her energy healer and I'm like oh, so maybe there is something in all this you know yeah. <laughs> Even she, like doesn't teach it behind the scenes she's off at the energy healer right right and you know do you know James Wedmore I love his yeah. stuff he's like the video guy he started a podcast talking about personal development the woo woo stuff um how he's gone through this massive personal development and he's not his podcast isn't all about video it's yeah. about this journey and this stuff and so even as a guy even though he's like hey grow your business with videos he's like the truth is I had to go and do all this personal development work so as the video stuff worked
0: <laughs> right no but it's so it's so true true and I think that the more we talk about it the more we normalize it Like I think sometimes we have a tendency to look at people and we just assume that they don't have the same struggles that we do. Mm. We're all human. (laughs) And I can promise you, if you are a human being, you're dealing with doubt, you're dealing with fear, you're dealing with stories that not enough. This is just part of the game. Just part. Absolutely. And so I think the people that are really, really wise invest in themselves and not just financially. I mean, with time, spending time with themselves. They invest emotionally and they invest, you know, spiritually as well. So you're the best investment you can make. You really, really are. Especially if you're in business, if you're like, have a purpose to share, you are everything. It all starts with you. So to make that investment in yourself is just so, so important. So it doesn't surprise me that these people are starting to share a little bit behind the scenes. I'm so grateful for it. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons that I wanted to start this podcast is because I wanted to dismiss the myths that a certain level of success makes all this stuff go away. It Mm. doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. We just learn to cope with it in a different way. And we learn the tools that we need so we can continue to expand.
1: Yeah. And you know I was actually at a, a book launch the other week and there's a guy in Australia called Jack and he's written a book called Unwritten and that's exactly what he's doing as well and he's he's highlighting Oprah, Mark, Dr Martin Luther King Jr, um, J.K. Rowling and he's picking these people and, and we assume that they've got it good right mm-hmm. or it's like he called it Hollywoodizing it kind of thing yeah and you forget the backstory and he's telling they're all of those those key people who we have like hold in this high esteem and respect he's telling their backstory and sort of going they didn't come from privilege they didn't come from anything special either right they weren't born with silver spoon in their mouth they've gone through the struggles and yet they made it and i think it it makes it it sort of allows it again again it's about well, maybe they're not and I always say I'm like I'm not special I'm just figuring this out as I go along and yeah. dealing with the stuff facing the fear and, and and stepping into it and that's what they all did too
0: that's the thing so for all of our listeners just to kind of wrap this up in a really pretty box if you're experiencing fear or self-doubt there's nothing wrong with you You're mm. human. you're human and the only thing that separates you from where you are now to the people that you just hugely admire is that they made a choice to invest in themselves and to heal the stuff that they needed to heal so they could step Mm. into the person they know they were meant to be. That was it. It was just a choice and a continuous one at that. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. I often see, I see like, I saw two different
1: girls. They were both had the same target market, both had pretty attractive girls, like nice websites, smart. One is smashing it. Mm-hmm. And the other has gone back to corporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is one believed she could and the other one didn't. Yeah. Or is still working on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that is powerful in itself. Like they, it's literally like they don't have anything you don't have.
0: Yes, girl. I like, love it. <laughs> that is just, it's just so true. Like the way that we believe is it's fundamental. And I love that you've shared so much about your inner journey and articulated it so well. I know that, you know, it's going to be so helpful for all the women that are listening in. So I just want to say thank you for being such an amazing guest and for reaching out to me i'm so glad that we've connected i I want to keep talking to you so i know right i think everyone the first first
1: three-hour podcast is coming up
0: right i love it no but seriously joanna thank you so much for being an amazing guest i really do appreciate it
1: oh thank you so much it's totally my pleasure so i appreciate it
0: yes and for everyone that has shared this space i hope you got as much out of this conversation as i did i will see you again soon Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.